today I'm gonna hit you with one of the biggest, if not the biggest mistakes that I see virtual and fractional CFOs making literally every single day. My name is Michael King and this is the CFO Report. I talk about starting, scaling, and optimizing fractional CFO services. What is this massive mistake that I'm seeing every day? Well, it's fractional CFOs that start offering services outside of our core competencies. We're experts at financial strategies, but a lot of times because we have this massive heart for service, we wanna offer advice on things like marketing, sales, operations. Things normally don't end up well when we start offering advice in those areas. And the reason for that is because we're not experts. In today's episode of the CFO Report, I'm talking to one of my private clients, Erin Fox. Erin found herself in this situation where she was not only offering CFO services, but she was also getting into operations consulting and marketing consulting for her clients because she thought she had to. This ended up with Erin feeling burnt out. Her customers weren't super happy. She wasn't sure what she needed to do next. In this episode, I'm going to share that conversation with Erin Fox, and I'm also going to share with you the practical advice that I gave Erin so that she could write the ship. Let's dive in. Talk about pricing, but where are you really stuck, Erin? What's going on? Probably about a year ago, I decided that I needed to pivot from just bookkeeping and tax, that ultimately my goal was to take on clients who already had a bookkeeper. And I was just doing the high level strategic advisory, getting out of the day-to-day, like the weeds of the numbers, right? So mm-hmm. what ended up happening was I took on one new client at the rate that I wanted, but I still was doing the bookkeeping work. I, I did it all in one package. I mean, I'm glad I took that client on, but then I feel like the clients that I still have now, I'm in the process of upgrading them to a actual CFO level package or referring them off to a bookkeeper. So far, everybody has been like, oh no, I don't want to lose you. You know, let's move forward with your new services. I think ultimately when I'm dealing with the current clients that I have and then taking on new clients, I thought that I had a really good offer, like a solid offer of what I was going to include. But I'm finding that as I'm going through this offering it's a lot and I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to do a lot in a short amount of time. Like, (laughs) so I think even though I actually just went through a six month course of like solidifying my offer, solidifying the pricing, going through consults, like the whole thing at the end of the day, when I go to share this offer with people, I'm like, this is a lot. I don't know how I'm going to accomplish all this. I just don't know if I'm doing what I should be doing real quick. You're not alone. Right. So the reason I have two specific calls, right? If you look on that page, it's to talk about this and then I've got another one because so many people have this very specific problem. You're not alone. It's enough that I created a specific call just to cover these things. So you're you're in the right place. When you say that it's a lot, I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear here. Are you saying that as you present the service, like on the sales call, it's like a lot to, to cover it all? Or are you like over promising, like there's a lot you have to deliver to meet the promises that you're making on the sales call? What what specifically are you hung up on, Erin? It's what I'm including in my offer. I am going above and beyond the operational CFO. That was kind of like my previous job and why I left because I felt that they were too rear view mirror looking instead of out the windshield. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like they were truly giving 
the clients the value of, hey, this is what we can do for you to help your business move forward rather just the regular monthly meetings to go over the numbers, right? Originally, I left because I was like, oh, I'm going to become a business coach. Like, that's how I'm going to help people. But then I was like, but I know the numbers. Like, at the end of the day, the numbers is what ultimately drives transformation. And I feel like that's what I do really well at explaining to people. But then I got lost in, well, how do I help them with marketing? How do I help them with employee retention? So then I started going down this operations avenue and I read the book, the EOS traction book. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. And then I realized an EOS implementer, it costs like $30,000 to go through their programming training. Yeah. And I was like, nope, that's not it. So I kind of crafted my own like EOS slash this framework around focusing on the finances, but being like, building business owner success and team success and customer success. And ultimately that leads to financial success. I'm getting all these coaching calls with my clients going through their team structure and their ideal client and their messaging around their ideal client. And I feel like, am I too doing too much? Like, is this really what a CFO from a strategic standpoint does? Like, and I think that's where I think this call probably came from is like, what is it that you're doing to help people. And I think I, I went back through the rabbit hole and saw a bunch of your stuff about like a lot of CFOs want to just, you know, do all the things. And it's like, really simplify it. You don't need to offer all those things. Cause to me, you know, it is really easy for me to think that this is easy stuff. And for them, like it's probably yeah. over their head. I think, <clears throat> I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just total sense. It makes lot. total sense. <laughs> Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> the struggle for a lot of people. And I feel like you're cut from the same cloth as I am in this way. We want to serve. We want to pour into people. We want to help them. We see that they're struggling and it's like, ah, oh, let me just do more. We can quickly get in over our heads where it's not a, it's not sustainable for us. We've overpromised. We've overcommitted. Yeah. They start to get resentful. We're resentful because we're working all these hours. We're not making much money. It's this deadly thing where I think we can get into trouble is, you know, I don't know if you saw the video I did on this, but I talk about it's fractional CFOs. We kind of live in the wild, wild west of financial services because the IRS doesn't say what a fractional CFO is. GAP doesn't say what a fractional CFO. I mean, the AICPA doesn't say, I mean, we can yeah. do whatever we want, right? But that's that blank slate or canvas can get us in trouble because we want to do all of these things. That said, what I'm going to share with you isn't the right answer or the only answer. I'm just going to tell you kind of what I've learned from building my yeah. firm and from coaching, you know, well over a hundred other firm owners now, what I've kind of found to be true. You can take this and do it. You can do a version of it. You can say, Mike, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm not going to do any of it. Okay. When I start hearing conversations about like the, well, we got to get them more clients as an example, right? The marketing piece. The mm -hmm. question I have for you is tell me about your expertise in marketing. You know, tell me about how you've built out a marketing program where you've grown a company from X to Y because of your marketing insights. My guess is you don't have that story. No. My, and my goal is to get them like 50% there just mm -hmm. to be like, okay, well here, let's get you where we can get you without having to pay somebody. And then once you've honed in on like who your ideal client is and your marketing message, then you can go pay somebody to take that. Right, and right. The problem is like, that's not your area of expertise. Right. Right. And I, I know you want to help them with it, but I looked at your LinkedIn, you know, you've got however many years of background as a controller and do like that's that's your skill set, you know? Yeah. So what I've learned is, is despite us wanting to help on those things based on where your experience is, you've got to work with clients that have already solved those problems. That to me is where the answer lies is. And I will dive into why I think why I see a lot of people doing this, but 
You've got to you've got to start working with clients that have already figured out their ICA. Have you read Traction, the EOS book? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they they break it down. They said like a business has I think they call them pillars or three, whatever. But it's sales and marketing, operations and finance. Really, where a CFO can add value, especially at the price points that I saw in your thing, is they figured out sales and marketing. They figured out operations but they've hit a glass ceiling because they don't have the cash and the profitability to reinvest in more sales and marketing and more operations. Our job as the CFO is to come in and help them solve those puzzles so that they can double down on those other two pillars. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, so that's where it's tough. And so what I see a lot of business owners, like what I see a lot of early fractional CFOs doing is you play small, right? You're working with the businesses that are doing 150, 200, 300, 400K a year. They got something, yeah. but they haven't really figured it out yet. They're just too small for you to be able to come in and, and do the, the stuff that you know how to do. You've got to start getting to the point where you're working with businesses that are, you know, on the low, low end, you know, 750 to a million. But really where I found the sweet spot is like three to 10 million. And I see a lot of people are like, where do you get, there's no, they're, they're not out there. They're not, they don't exist, right? And I'm like, no, you're fishing on Facebook and Instagram, right? Yeah. And that, that's where the earlier stage business owners hang out is yeah. Facebook and Instagram. So that's, you know, you're fishing from the wrong pond. You got to learn where do those bigger business owners fish, right? Or where are they hanging out so you can fish in those ponds? You know, to get to, I think you put three to 5,000 a month was your, your target. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, three to five. You want to be somewhere like one five or north of one five, 1 1.5 million a year to really be able to, to command that. Now, all of that said, my firm for years now only offers, I mean, we have a very tight scope of work for CFO services. You know, our core package, 5,000 a month. You get a monthly call where we go over our CFO reports. We get a bi-weekly check-in call, right? There's Slack access. I mean, it's a very tight scope of work, what we cover, what we don't cover. And I've proven time and time and time again, you can charge 5,000 a month for that and not do the employee retention stuff, the marketing stuff, the bookkeeping, the accounting, the tax prep. You can do it, you can do it, but you've just gotta work, you've gotta stretch yourself to work with some of those bigger businesses. So I think I saw one of the things that you said, maybe it was in the Slack channel, that you your businesses are like 3 million to 10 million. Is that kind of what you have for your $5,000 a month? So our 5,000 is like that three-ish. Then we've got a, a 6,500 now. I think we just, I think we just bumped prices, 55. Then we have 65 and it's in, in 65. It's the same scope, but we include tax strategy. Mm -hmm. So it's an annual tax strategy. 8,000 is both of those, but they get normally it's EOS clients that do this. Cause we're an EOS company too. We go for their annual, they're like the annual planning session where it's all day kind of thing. So the EOS implementers there, we come, it's 55 to 8,500. I guess you said that you don't work with companies then that like when you come in and they have a marketing problem with like, okay, well, we do need more sales. Like how are we gonna get more sales? Like you're just like, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna stay in my lane and, and you're gonna go somewhere else or get somebody else to help you with that. We won't touch it, but I, there's a way, there's a way you've got to present it so that you don't sound like a, a jerk, you know, like, Oh, we don't do that, right? Like that doesn't sound like, like it's not a team approach. But what I tell people is, you know, look, if you've got a sales problem, that's a big deal. My team and I have been trained for decades how to help profitability, how to increase tax flows, how to maximize tax efficiencies, right? The problem you have, you need somebody that is deeply experienced with that, that knows for a business like yours in your industry, how to turn that around. And while I would love to help you with that, I'd be doing you a disservice if I tried to get in because I know it's such a big problem. Now, what we can do is when you do bring somebody in 
or you're considering this, we can help you understand the financial viability of it. We can understand if you can afford it. We can help you think through, you know, like pricing and, you know, cost of goods and cost of services and are those margins sustainable? So it's really around like setting that boundary. I, I talk about three things, interest, experience, and expertise. We don't have the interest, experience, and or expertise to help you with this, but then it's reframing it on how we can help them with that problem. So we're not gonna teach you how to run more efficient ads. We're not gonna show you how to handle a better sales call for your plumbing business. But what we can do is this. So we're still part of the solution, but we're in our lane. All right, my friends, I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this episode. If you're interested in working with me, just like Aaron, go to the cfoaccelerator.com. There you'll find all the ways that we can work together to help you start, scale, or optimize your advisory firm. In the meantime, I can't wait to see you back right here next week. I'll see you then.